Welcome to the Capstone Cast, where we cast thoughts, theories, and tales to see what we catch. I'm Walt Tanner, and this is Sarah Ellen Edwards, and we'd like to welcome you to episode one. So, here we go. Episode one is is underway. So, before, if you didn't catch episode zero, zero, our pilot, then you may not know who I am or who Sarah Ellen is. So, just to kind of give you a quick update of who we are, uh, we are both a part of Capstone Church, located in Fountain in South Carolina, and we decided, hey, if uh, what if we just sat down and put a microphone in front of us and we started talking when people listen? And so that's where we got the capstone cast. And so the idea of, again, with those thoughts, theories, and tales, and uh, see what we catch. So you might find this humorous. We hope so, because uh, we want to make you laugh, but we also want to make you think. And uh, so that's what this is all about. All right. We're going to start right into our first segment. We are building our Bible power squads. And I did my research, and I looked up on UrbanDictionary.com what is a squad. So how let's first of all, how often do you look up things on UrbanDictionary.com? Actually, quite frequently, because I didn't know what YOLO was for a long time, and I finally got sick of not knowing what YOLO was, and so I looked it up on Urban. As opposed to Webster's. Yeah. Okay. I normally it felt a, Urban Dictionary. I'm a herb, I'm a, a Webster kind of guy, but if you know, that's because you need to know how to spell stuff. Yeah, can't spell. I wouldn't worth go to a lick. I wouldn't go to Dictionary.com for. Spelling? I wouldn't go to Urban Dictionary for spelling. I would go to Dictionary. Gotcha. So okay. tell us, Sarah Ellen, what is a power squad? Because this is honestly for me because I did not know what a power squad was, a.k.a. Taylor Swift talk. Right. Um, I bet Taylor Swift has got an entry on UrbanDictionary.com. I bet you she does. Okay. So your squad is your crew, your posse, your gang, an informal group of individuals with a common identity and a sense of solidarity. So... When we're thinking about our power squad, we're thinking about not just people who are exactly like us, but people we want to surround ourselves with. They're going to benefit us. We're going to benefit them. We're going to work well together. Like, you don't want to have a bunch of yes men. You want some yes men, but you want some no men that are going to make you think. And women. Obviously, I'm not trying to be. We want the ladies to be a part of the power squad (laughs) as well. Me too. All right, so each week we're going to have two people from the Bible. And we have to each choose one person, and we have to defend our choices, explaining why we want them on our Bible Power Squad. So this week, we have the two great peas, Peter versus Paul. Two peas in a pod. Two peas in a pod. They are. Not, two they peas were... in a podcast. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That wasn't even written down. It wasn't. Wait, that was free, folks. That was free. That was for free. All right, so we're going to start with you all. Who do you pick, Peter or Paul? And give us a quick little bio of your choice as well. Like, tell us a little bit about them. Well, I'm going to go with Paul. Um, and, and so Paul, first of all, was known as Saul in Scripture. And in Acts, on the road to Damascus, he becomes a believer. So before that, he was trying to kill Christians, and then he becomes a Christian who's trying to be killed. Watch out. Yeah. So um, I pick Paul just because as we start this power squad, I want him to be my, like, lieutenant. Like, I want him to be my general whatever he is in this squad thing you keep referencing to. But I wanted to be in my posse, my gang, my informal group of individuals with a common identity. So uh, Paul's a hardcore dude. Uh, So he is going to, uh, I think he's going to be one, he's going to be a leader. He's going to be one who understands what it means to get things accomplished. Uh, As we've been studying in the book of Philippians, uh, he's just a humble guy too. Like we're going to be talking about how humble he is a goat greatest of all time of Christians, mm. along with Peter, you know. But I put him, put them in the race because Peter is a legit dude who hangs out with Jesus as a lead disciple. Paul is one of the apostles who pushes the 
pushes the envelope with the early church. So I just pushed him because I think he's going to get it done. I think he's he, he is very driven, and I'm a driven guy. So I think we'd work well together. Um, this is um, alluding to a future segment we're going to have called Do Walton Sterling Agree or Disagree? And in this situation... We agree, because I, too, choose Paul. I did not know what we were going to go there. I didn't know if you were going to agree or disagree. We are, we are agreeing on Paul. I like his passion. I like that he was pre-transformation, um, pre-salvation experience on the road to Damascus. He was hardcore going to take out all the Christ followers. He's going to take them all out. I don't like that. I like that he goes hardcore. But then I like that... From that moment forward, when he's on the road to Damascus, and he has that experience, and then he goes into town, and the scales fall from his eyes, he is like, a thing just happened. And, and all the disciples were fearful change. of him. They were like, we're not hanging out with that dude. He is psycho. He will kill you. Yes. He Even will cut your throat. Even the person who was throat. hosting him was like, I, I, don't, I don't want to host him. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Ananias. Thank you. I like totally lost his name. Um, I'm so proud of you for saying that correctly. Wow. I preached a sermon on it, and I try to learn things. <laughs> you did a good job. Um... <laughs> I like that post that experience, he was hardcore, going to get everybody to follow Christ. And so where he was going to take everyone's life before, now he was going to like try to save everyone's life. That's so, good. I like it. That's good. Um, we do want to just give a shout out to Peter. We don't hate Peter. We're just picking Paul. Yeah, we're going to go with Paul. Yeah. Peter, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Peter has a lot of passion. We are just all over the P today. This is going to sound great in our podcast. <laughs> um, Peter has a lot of passion as well, but I do like Paul. I get... He's going to be a strong leader. He's going to push me. When I want to be like, I want to quit, he's going to be like, we're not quitters. We're going forward. But do you do remember that him and Barnabas get into it when John Mark abandons them? I so I would, I'm I'm not like Barnabas. Like Barnabas is like the lovey-dovey like encourager. He's known as the encourager. I'm Peter. I'm like, dude, he abandoned us. He definitely. Like Peter or Paul? I'm sorry, like Paul, 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 Paul. So Paul and them get into it. And then Peter and Paul get into it as they well. Do. They get into it in the act. So um, so we want to hear what, yeah. who you pick. We want to hear your choice. Are you team Peter or are you team Paul? And don't be giving us any of that. I can't choose. you got to choose. Got to choose. You have to choose. Okay? Got to choose. We want to hear from you on our Instagram. You can email us. You can slide into our DMs. All right. Well, pause. And, 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 well I want to say this. This is episode one. So we're building here, all right? So people, so the interaction we get on episode one will lead into the epi- into the building of our crowd. So we need you now, if you're listening, all 10 of you, so when we get like 100 people listening, they're like, man, everybody responds to everything on this thing. Yes, you're, you're setting the bar. Ooh, now. that's a good one. So you're setting the bar. Episode one, set the bar now. Go and leave a comment. Let us know who you're going to And pick. by leaving a comment, you automatically join our marketing team. So you want to be you want to be in on this, like... Early on. This is like a, a baby. You know what we really need? We need giveaways. No, we do need a giveaway. We'll just go find something out there. We, we got all kinds. I got, a, I got magazines <laughs> When we get to 150 me. followers, we're going to give away a green capstone cup. Stay tuned for that. Green capstone cup. Okay. I just wanted to say really quickly in pop culture life, there's a thing right now about who is the greatest of all time basketball person. Right. Goat. Right. I have a choice here. And I'd only have one thing to base my choice on. But before I share my choice, are you LeBron or Michael Jordan? And just give us one reason. I'm Jordan guy. Okay. And why? One, he grew up when I was in high school and I watched it. And I've watched LeBron. I just think, one, Michael Jordan was a better leader. LeBron LeBron can pout and he doesn't lead. To me, Jordan would lead his, his crew. Even though... They 
like LeBron, I feel like gave up in Game Four, where Jordan, I feel like would have been yelling at his guy, say, "We may lose, but we're not gonna lose like this." Um, so I'm just a Jordan guy. I think he's more finesse. I think he looks like just LeBron, just is like a bull. I mean, he's big and he's huge, but to me, I give the finesse points to Jordan. That was really scientific and very like fact and basketball based. Because I think about this and listen to talk radio all the time. So, so you're I'm in agreement with you that I choose Michael Jordan. But this is based solely on the fact of I love Space Jam. <laughs> space, LeBron, when you make a Space Jam... Well, he's, tr- he's trying to. I'll he, entertain. He's trying to do space, remake Space Jam. You can't remake Space Jam. I'm just telling you. Whatever. Moving on. Michael Jordan, Space Jam, the end. Michael Jordan, goat. You heard it first here. Whatever. You okay. people who are on Team LeBron need to get your... You need to get with Jesus. I'm glad you said get your stuff together because you could have went in <laughs> direction with that. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on to our next segment, Tales from the Rearview Mirror. All right, so here's the deal. If you haven't figured out, we're going to do different segments, and so each week you're going to hear us from different segments. So this segment is called the Rearview Mirror, and the idea is this, is that we're looking back uh, to where we have been and what we've, been, what we've weathered and how those things and events have um, actually transformed us. And so what might have been a very bad situation or a storm, we look back and go, man, that really shaped us or that shaped who I am, that shaped my relationship with Christ, shaped my marriage, my parenting, and all that good stuff. So when we look back, it actually brought us closer to God. And so we're going, we're, Sarah Ellen and I will share about those in our lives. We also want to hear about you guys. So first, Sarah Ellen's going to share a little bit about just her looking back. Um, And when I say that, I think about Garth Brooks and looking back. Sing it for us, Um, please. Looking back. Yes. On the memory of um, Garth, if you're listening to this, uh, I am free. I will I will tour with you if you want to do it. Or if you want to give us some merchandise to give away, we would be okay. <laughs> or you may sue me because I just butchered your song. Uh, so Sarah Ellen is looking back, and she's going to tell us a little bit as she tells a tale about her own life. Okay, so I think I said this in episode 00, the pilot, but I've got three kids who all came to me by way of adoption because um, my body... Does not make babies. I don't have like a diagnosed thing, but it doesn't make babies. And so, um, my rear view mirror is, I feel like, ongoing. Like, I can look back at different things and be like, that was terrible, but I see how that brought me closer to the Lord. And what I say often to people, my first child is um, Beck. He is seven years old, and um, he came to us by way of a private adoption. And I say he is the most faith-promoting thing that ever happened to me because... I don't really think I ever, I knew I needed Jesus for salvation. Like, I knew that, but I didn't realize how much I needed Jesus, like, every day. Like, I needed him every day. So, um, Beck came to us, and we, like, adored him, and I became a stay-at-home mom. And, like, it was hard and kind of boring sometimes, but for the most part, I really did love him. And just fast forward a few years... Um, we tried to take him to preschool, and he, like, would never sit down. He was just always on the go. Fast forward a few more years, and I am, like, at my wit's end because I am thinking, I don't know how to discipline this kid. Like, I don't know how to teach him how to behave. I don't know how to do this. And um, we find out he's got some sensory processing issues. Then he has, like, some major episodes of bad behavior, and we finally end up at a developmental pediatrician, and we get an autism diagnosis. And some people are very sad to get an autism diagnosis. At that point, I was ecstatic because it opened the door for us to get um, more therapies and just 
It's kind of like the golden ticket we needed. I remember the doctor saying, you don't seem very sad. And I thought, no, I'm not sad. Like, I need this golden ticket to get through the door to get more help from a boy. So, um, looking back, just on those first, like, four or five years, I remember praying and telling God, hey, it's Sarah Ellen. Do you remember... Do you remember that you made it so that my body could not make babies? Do you, do you remember that? That was hard. And I praised you through it. Like, I remember, I'll praise you in the storm was a song that was popular at that time on the radio. And I just remember singing that to him and crying that to God because I couldn't get pregnant. And then it was like, remember I already walked through this crisis, God? Like, you need to chill out on doling out the, the hard stuff to me. Because now, like, we adopted and I feel like we came full circle there. But no, now you're going to be like, oh, and he's got autism spectrum disorder. So you're like, hey, we did our part. Yeah. We adopted. Like, it's biblical. And yet on top of adoption, now we found out he has autism and how we're yes. going to do with that as a family. So I was like, do you remember that? I think you can just pump the brakes on the on the pouring out of hardships on my life right now. We know there's a verse that you only give us as much as we can handle. And in case you don't know, this is all I can I'm, handle. I'm here. I'm done. I'm, I'm my cup out. is full. <laughs> so anyways, looking back, and even now he's seven, and we continue to walk through hard seasons with him. But I've just realized more and more and more that I need Christ. I need him more and more and more in my life. And that he, when he looks at Beck, he doesn't. he's not sad that he made him, and he's not disappointed in him and he's not disappointed in me and he hasn't forsaken us or left us and I'm so grateful that I have people that surround me that say these things to me because it's all there in the Bible like what I'm saying and what people are telling me is not new information but people are reminding me of these things all the time and so I can look back and I can see how far we've come God put us in a great um, while we don't live in Fountain Inn we have an excellent community that is Fountain Inn based and where we live is actually fantastic because it's, if we lived all the way in Fountain and we wouldn't have access to all the therapies and schools that we need to get back to to help him. Um, but he put us in a fantastic church family with a fantastic community of people that pray for us, that speak truth to us, that have, um, that have walked through similar situations that we've walked through that I wouldn't necessarily have made friends with these people or needed to depend on Christ the way that I need to. Now that I have Beck, so. So what would you tell someone who's in, in the midst of that storm right now? They're not able to look back in the review. They're, they're looking back at what they've lost or what life way used to be, and they're in the middle of that storm. What would you tell them now? I would tell them that God loves them and that God loves their kid and that he is walking through this with them, even though it feels very lonely. Because I'll say that there are times when I felt very lonely. There are times when I felt God near to me, but I felt lonely in the real people department, like in actual human beings being, you know, with me. Um, that he loves you, that he made you and your child on purpose, and he stuck you together on purpose. And he's working all things together for your good. That doesn't mean you feel good. It means it is for your good. And it is a way that is going to bring glory to God, and it's a way that's going to be good for you too. And that goes along with what we've been talking about on Sundays, the idea of joy, and that our joy isn't found in our circumstances, but in our Savior. And I think too often our joy is based on what's going on around us. Yes. And we feel like God's punishing us because we don't have this Christian, quote-unquote, joy all the time. But I think that's what we have to remember. Yeah, He's with us. He's carrying us sometimes. Yes. 
to quote the great footprints point. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. That's a good one to hang up in your bag. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so here's the deal. So we want to challenge you guys uh, to, to share about ideas of your tales of the way that you have seen God moving or things in your life uh, that you look back in the rear view and go, man, I didn't see it when I was, when it was in the wind in, in the windshield, but as I look back to the rear view, um, it, it actually impacted us. So you can email us at capstonecast at gmail.com. You can DM us. You can slide into our DMs and or you can, uh, we just got an information uh, update, breaking news. You'll hear about that later. Um, the idea that uh, you can post it on there, and we want to tell some of your stories. And so it may be we it may be anonymous, or going, hey, we just had someone who told us this, or you may want to come talk. So we'll let you know, or we may yeah. read your story. So uh, we want you guys to engage with us again. You're setting you're setting the tone. So much for this. breaking news. So much breaking news in the idea of what's going on in the world of podcast. All right, this segment is called "People Need the Lord," and there's a lovely song that goes along with this. Then maybe I'll sing for you one day, but not today. No, well, we want to hear it oh now. Gosh. Okay. People need the Lord. I just can't think of the next... The next line is people need the Lord. I just can't think of what comes after that. <laughs> Something about when will we realize that we need the Lord. Anyways, people need the Lord. So we're going to look at some headlines, and we're just going to talk about how you can't fix stupid and people need Jesus. So Because that's the reality is that you can't... When you read some of these things... It's going, you know what? These people just need Jesus. Like, that's the only way that this is going to work. And uh, so we're going to have some funny uh, headlines. And if you have headlines you want us uh, to put into the People Need the Lord uh, segment, we would love to hear those as well. Also, I'm going to say that you can go down a windy rabbit trail looking for these because I read some crazy articles because I was like, what is that? When I clicked on it. Because so, everything you read on the internet is true. Total facts. There, there's nothing made up on the internet. Okay, so here's our first headline. Bachelorette, we're talking about the show, gets cut off for the Trump-Kim handshake. Fans panic. How do you feel about that? I'm going to confess something, and this is what the podcast is for, is this confession. Wait a minute. Are you going to confess that you were a panicky fan? I'm going to tell you I have never watched The Bachelorette. Oh. And I think people who watch The Bachelorette actually need Jesus. Oh! That, I'm going to go there. You just threw it down. Yeah, I just said, if you are a fan who went into panic, we're going to say you need to cut off oh. You need to cut off the uh, Bachelorette. So we had 101 followers as we began this show today, as we began recording this podcast today. I, I'm going to say that that's going to drop. We, you know what? If we have Trump supporters, it will actually go up. Oh, my God. Okay, so I... I really have no idea what this is about, so... Okay, Donald Trump is our president. Right. And he is seeing that guy in one of the Koreas. Look how researched this is. I did a lot of research on this. Oh, you're talking about Kim... Yes. I thought you were about Kim Kardashian. (laughs) No. Because the Kardashians (laughs) and him have a big thing going on, too. You're making me, like, grandma cough. No, for real, like... Kim Jong-un, isn't that his name? Yeah. Um, did you get that in your in ear? Did they just the producers? They just, yeah, the they producers just, just that. sent that to you. No, <laughs> they're having like a big summit right now, like a big. Well, no, he's right home now. now, and Kim Kardashian and him are one of the Kardashians got some lady out of prison. Oh, I didn't think that was what this handshake was about. That's well, not the picture that accompanied. Well, it. you said Kim, so I went Kardashian. Oh, you went. I'm so sorry. You went Seoul, Korea. How sad that they would interrupt the Bachelorette for that handshake. <laughs> How sad. Okay, so now I'm understanding what is happening. So people yes. are watching the They're Bachelorette, watching them. and instead of caring about history of, of what's going on in North Korea, 
They care more about this. You're going to have to clean that, this whole thing up to make me sound not so dumb. Is, is bachelor, I was like one of the Koreas. Is, is Bachelorette, like, wait, that's the girl, not the boy. That's when there's a one girl and a bunch of dudes. Uh, so she's just hooking up with all these guys. She is. So they care more about that. They do? Then, okay. Then maybe not a nuclear right. war. Well, I am going to say, yes, The one, they need Jesus for watching it. Two, they need to, Jesus because they went into a panic. There you go. Basically, we're just calling out all fans of The Bachelorette. I'm, we're sorry. And I will throw The Bachelor in that as well. Yeah, I would too. I so. stopped watching it after one season where somebody got a redo, and I was like, you don't get redos on this TV show. No. And, and I'm going to throw Sarah Ellen under the bus as well. I think the same thing of Dancing with the Stars. Well, you know what? You can think that. I know a guy that spends a lot of his Saturdays in front of a television watching college football. Yes. So, that's that, well, that's, whatever. That's the promise line. I like to watch people in pants dance around a floor. Mm-hmm. You like to watch people in tight pants dance around well, grass. A lot of times they're not wearing pants or shirts. On football? <laughs> no. And On dancing with the stars, yes. Well, whatever. Okay, I'm, a, I'm not watching it for that if it All makes right. you feel better. Okay. All right, our next headline. Here it is. Uh, judge orders 30-year-old man to move out of his parents' house already. I'll... Like, I loved that headline, but what sealed the deal for me was that it said, already. Oh, do it already. Yeah, we have asked you to leave. And yes. again, this is the people need the Lord. If you're 30 and you're still living with your parents. If you're 30 and still living with your parents, there's a few ways that this is okay. One of them, you have fallen into a hard time and you are there for a brief stay. Brief, we're talking like a month. Brief. I had to live with my parents I wasn't single. My whole family did have to live with my parents for a month while we were in transition to houses. Right. But you were in transition. You had yeah, a plan. Yeah, that's this, what I'm saying. This dude didn't have a plan. No, this guy did not have a plan. If you're a missionary. Yeah, we'll give missionaries. We'll give a them a pass. pass. They already have the Lord. Yes, they do already have the Lord. They do already have the Lord, so they get a free <laughs> pass. You're right. Yes. Um, you need Jesus. You probably need a, a real job. Like a real job. Agreed. And you probably need um, to maybe not play so many video games. Yeah. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Or read comic books. Yeah. Do people read comic books? Now? Yes. There, you oh, would be okay. amazed how many people read comic books and graphic knows? novels and play video games. Yeah. So The only graphic novel I'm reading is the Action Bible. Nice. We love some Action Bible around Ooh, here at Capstone Church. All right. Last headline. Are you ready for this one? It's our <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Woman says she took home kittens only to find out they were bobcats. Walt so, What... How many, was this weeks? Like, at what point did she realize they were bobcats? I don't know. What would make you realize a cat is a bobcat? What would what would make you realize that? Um, one, uh, the size of it and the size okay. of its paws. Because a bobcat's got giant paws. Because you kid. know how big it's going to be, like a puppy. Like, look at his feet and you'll say, oh, that's not going to be a little dog. That's going to be a big dog. Oh, so it has big paws from the get-go. Yeah. Mm. So that would have been one of the signs. Two, I think they have like different shaped ears. They're real pointy and they're, they've got hair that like kind of comes off the end of them. Like yeah. long hairs that kind of come off the end. I mean, I'm sure they were cute. AKA they could eat you in your sleep. If you like cats, you might find them cute. I don't like any yeah. cat really. So. Which truth is any cat that's big enough to eat you will eat you. It will. Because cats are. So it's house cats. My house cat tried to kill me one time. <laughs> you ever heard this story? No. So, I get up real early on Sunday mornings to get ready for church, and we were we lived with Chris Barano, and we were coming down the stairs of the guest were house. Were you thirty when you lived with Chris Barano? Yes, okay, I good. did. Well, we were in transition. But we you already knew Jesus. I already knew Jesus, and 
it was dark and the cat was on the stair and it planned this out, I'm pretty sure. So I step on the cat. It's about five o'clock in the morning. And I literally go down the stairs <laughs> on my bottom. And Betsy came out and was like, um, are you okay? Are you dead? Is your neck broken? And I said, I'm okay. The cat just tried to kill me. Oh, true story. True story. So I Hey, that like, was my rear view tale. That was your, don't get a cat, house cat. I have to now. It will bring you closer to the Lord, but it might do it by way of killing you and sending mm-hmm, you to heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've always heard that a bobcat sounds like a woman screaming like as if she is being attacked. So if your cat sounds like a woman screaming while being attacked, it's probably a bi cat and you need to you need to usher it on out to the wild, wild wilderness. Right. It doesn't need to be. I feel like that you should Google, hey, what does the baby bobcat look like? Yep. And go, Hey, I didn't bring home kittens. Oh, and she didn't just take one home. Like she took more than one because it's got an S on the end. After, kittens, bobcats. After it ate like three of her dogs, she's like, oh. hmm, this doesn't seem right. What do you want to bet she had a bunch of other animals in her um. house? She was she that crazy cat lady? That's what I think. Who else would take kitten? Who else would take multiple kittens home? Not like one, multiple ones. <laughs> Not kittens, but really bobcats it, that are really bob. Right. And she's just so in the cat world. She doesn't even yeah. see the difference. So anymore. it's clear that she needs Jesus. She definitely. Needs you can't Jesus. fix stupid. She needs Jesus. Walt is going to say Bachelorette. Watchers need Jesus. Um, and single guys who are living at single, home. Yeah, 30 year old single men who are, yeah, they need Jesus. Who don't have plans and to jobs. get out and yeah. jobs. And so. a plan. I just have a plan. Please have a plan. We want to hear from you. What thoughts, theories, and tales do you have about our thoughts, theories, and tales? Make sure you follow us on Instagram at CapstoneCast and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. Also, tell everybody you know about us. Come on, you guys want to be a part of this, and we want others to be a part of it as well. All right, we'll catch you later. Catch you later.